Peace and love, party people. It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC. You are now watching the world's, or listening to, the world's best podcast, The People's Party. I am your host. We are still at the Blue Note. Of course, the legendary Blue Note in New York City. We are enjoying our run here. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in and listening to the stories. And I love how the stories interact with the jazziness because the importance of this club and what it represents to jazz music is very important. And today's guest has rapped on some great jazz samples. But beyond rapping on some great jazz samples, I don't know if I would be the artist I am today if it wasn't for today's guest. He has impacted me, inspired me, influenced me in many ways. He's my business partner in many ways. He's my friend in many ways. And he's helped me in ways that he probably doesn't even know. He's not just influential to me. He's influential to the whole, 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 whole hip-hop collective. He is a front man from one of the most legendary groups in hip-hop ever, Black Moon. He is from New York City, Brooklyn to be specific, Bushwick, Crown Heights, all of that. Shout out to the Boot Camp Click. Shout out to Duck Down. They brought us Helter Skelter. They brought us OGC. They brought us Smith & Wesson. He gave us his verses on the Crooklyn Dodgers. Landmark albums like Enter the Stage, Warzone, Total Eclipse, Rise of the Moon. He has solo work as well. He did an incredible album with my mentor, Survival Skills. Shout out to P-Money. He did the Backpack Travels. We're going to talk about backpacks as well. He has worked with Tupac. Tupac gave him the name, the BDI Thug. And even though he's in the boot camp, click we are going to talk about sneakers we're going to talk about unified purpose global whose mission is to unite people and deliver motivation learning and technologies and opportunities to the front doorstep of every person family and community ladies and gentlemen give it up for my man kenyatta the bdimc the general of the boot camp click is buckshot in the place to be yes peace I don't know what I, you you remembered way more than I did. <laughs> He's like, who is who is he talking about? If I was ever in interviewed by like the other guys, uh-huh. I'd be like, I really don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> right? Well, that's good. I take this job as a journalist as seriously as I take my job as an MC. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a shout, speaking of that, I got to shout out this podcast, and I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain to remember the name of it. It's a podcast that you you were on, I think it's called Hip Hop 101. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, remember the name of the host, but he, this was the best interview I heard in a while because for this show, I listen to a lot of interviews who do these deep dives. I still feel like I'm better than all of them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I watch all these interviews and not everybody does a good job. Not, not everybody cares about the music. And too often people caught up in the clickbait of the now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh, But uh-huh. with artists like yourself and the people on our show, there's so much catalog and there's so much history. It's like, yo, I really try to take the time to, to, to get my memories together, to listen to every record. And particularly with an MC of your caliber, you're going to tell your story through your music. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. it's one thing if you have talking points where this is a new album and this and that. But to really get to know you as an MC, uh-huh, I got to uh-huh, listen to the songs. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? 
that's incredible to say because it's just never enough. It's never enough to mm -hmm. say or to do, mm -hmm. right? It, sometimes you do these interviews mm -hmm. and you look back on the interviews and you're like, damn, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? You know, why didn't I get into this? Why didn't I get into that? Right. So like, I don't regret any, but I always, sometimes I look back and I'd be like, damn, why we, why didn't we get into this issue? Right. Or, I'm, you know, I've never been the type of guy to hand somebody a bunch of questions to say, here's what you asked me, even though that goes down right. in the industry. Oh, it does. Believe me. It right? does. But I've been that type of person to say, all right, let the guy, you know, you do what you do right. best and I'll answer. And I would always hope that the people come with something different. But a lot of times people come with the same, um, how was it with how many MCs when you made how many MCs? Mm -hmm. uh, what was it like to, uh, uh, you know, remix uh, I Got You Open? I mean, you get those questions so many times. Right. So it's like, who's going to dig and give me some stuff that, you know, um, right. it's not. It reminds me of the Blues Brothers movie when they showed up at Bob's Country Bunker and, and Elwood gives Jake the piece of paper. He says, what's this? He says, it's from the owner. He says, oh, this? This just requests. That means nothing. I love it. So I first question, it. how did you make how many MCs? <laughs> I'm playing. That's, that's not the first question. <laughs> By being a BJ. That's how. <laughs> first question is, well, I'm going to start with a statement. Let's take a sec to think back. The year mm -hmm. of the 7-0, Brooklyn was the place to go. Crooklyn Dodgers, BK Hip Hop Festival. My man Seth was on stage. That's first of all, that's my man Seth Bird. You know him because he's from Crown Heights, and also he be he be the Duck Down Man sometimes. That's right. Wearing the Duck Down Man. man. That's right. One of my greatest hip hop memories is at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival performing Crooklyn Dodgers with you, Master Ace, Special Ed, yes, sir. and the Duck Down Man. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That was a good time. Um, tell me about writing that song and working with Spike Lee and Q-Tip on that. Oh, man, working with Q-Tip was incredible because Q-Tip was not only one of my favorite MCs, but when I found out that he was producing, he uh, he was a, a, an amazing producer. I didn't mm -hmm. know that he did those, those, those type of tracks, that he did those beats. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is actually... Um, uh, Q-Tip and Mr. Walt from, from Beat Miners mm -hmm. know each other from something called the Music Factory back in the days, a record store. Right. And they was working What's with... What's Music the... Factory without Mr. Walt? That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was... Yeah, that's right. So Music Factory was Mr. Walt and Q-Tip and they said be there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't... You know, obviously I found out a little later in the career that, you know, Walt knew Q-Tip mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, man, that's some crazy, man. Like, you know, we can't get a deal. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> It's crazy because that the reason I kicked that lyric is because doing all these interviews, I was around for all that, but I didn't know that was the same Mr. Wall. I thought it was different people. Yeah. I knew there was a Mr. Wall at Music Factory in Queens, but in my head, Mr. Wall is beat miners. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think until recently like, wow, put that, that together. Was, yeah, and it was for me, it was it was it was, it was amazing because I was wrapped up in like I was wrapped up in the flow. I was wrapped up in the flow. I was wrapped up in the, at the fact that nobody at that time, I became conscious mm -hmm. that nobody at that time was jazzy, was using yeah. more jazz in their in their flow and their rap. They were just they were good rappers. Right. But nobody I guess didn't think about that or didn't do it as much. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, when a person says, I was the first one to do do that, and you like, like, but to be honest with you, um, to come in hip hop and the rhyme to mm -hmm. like a horn, like, you know, yeah. all those, I'm feeling another part of reality. Timothy, that's the horn. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the do 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 do
So yeah, man. Um, and that who got the props? So, shut, Evil D's on the mix, and Walt and Evil D and Beat Miners. What they did was so jazzy, but y'all was so hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the mix of the <laughs> it was hardness and with the jazz, jazzy shit. Yeah. They killing every nigga in sight, but I'm yeah. killing every nigga yeah, in sight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know what I'm mean? saying? So for me, <laughs> bust the cap and crack a joke over your grave like Dolomite. Right. Like, but I, I, yeah, I mean, Mr. War and Evil D were jazzy, um, melodic, I would say, mm-hmm. real sonic producers. Mm-hmm. They're really sonic and melodic. And that's one thing that I love about them because mm-hmm. they capture the night, which is what I'm all about. You are all about the night. I remember going to the Palladium back in the days, and you were like, "This is my new group, the Night." That's right. He brought out two girls, and they was start singing. Just give me the night. You I'll never forget that. I was in the audience for that. And I was like, "Yo!" And and you know what's funny is once again the hip hop industry. You know, uh, because we came from a certain realm and a certain area, mm-hmm. a certain criteria, you know, I was bringing on things that I thought were the next level yep. at that time. Yep. And because early, early, right? Mm-hmm. It was like people were like, you sing and rap. I remember this. Smack. People, I was in the crowd, like, bro, and people was n- upset. Yeah. Like, what's all this singing shit? Yeah. You singing in the crowd? Smack. Like, <laughs> right. where, where, where's the bus of rap? Do your thing, get up out of there, mm-hmm. right? And I always was a risk taker because I knew mm-hmm. that I had to kick the door in. The first mm-hmm. one through the door always gets shot, believe that. <laughs> Did you see what Rock Rock said on the show about you? Yeah. He said Buckshot took all the hits and all the bullets for all of us because he came first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first one through the door always yeah, gets shot. <laughs> no doubt. Um, on Who Got the Props, which is a great record, you say straight from Crooklyn, better known as Brooklyn. You mm-hmm. gave... You weren't, I don't think you invented that, but on the mainstream level for the rest of the country and national, the first time we really heard Crooklyn. It was, was yeah, Crooklyn. It's like yeah. Crooklyn, Brooklyn, a.k.a. Crooklyn. It, was, it wasn't, it was like, Spike Lee didn't make up right. the terms Crooklyn. He heard it in those records. Yeah, he, well, you heard it in the streets. In the streets, yeah. Woo hoo hoo. Yeah. Crook, Brooklyn, boy. Welcome to Crooklyn. Right. This is the land of the crooks. That's right. Everything we do out here is. We cro- keep on taking it. I mean, we keep on taking it. It's like we have no choice. We had, we had to, we have to, we have to make it. Mm-hmm. So most of the boosters and the mm-hmm. hustlers and, Y'all, man, the hustlers, boy, mm-hmm. with that mouth. <laughs> that boy, slick talk. That slick talk is like a, a razor blade. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> One of my favorite records in your career is from I Am The Boss, Dear Daddy. Wow, really? Yeah. You I told don't... you, we going to do this, for real, Buck. This really? ain't gonna be like those regular interviews. You just threw me way off from that. <laughs> that's number one, that's an NFT project. Okay. Number two, um, that's an NFT project. <laughs> right. This is what I, said. I told you already. Different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the average person is like, I don't, I don't even know what those acronyms is for. Like yeah. a non-fungible token. token, which I don't like, own any of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, NFTs is just simply something that you make and you own, mm-hmm. and you can make your own price with. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care what it is. Like, but, right. So, but regardless yeah. of how you got that record out, the fact that you made that record, did Daddy was special to me because you know, obviously, people made you know a lot of noise about mm-hmm. their mama from Pac, mm-hmm. and it was like. Um, there were maybe a few people who did something like that. I didn't really hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, never like to say I'm the only one, but I didn't hear it. Right. That's right. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna make a dear daddy song. Yeah, rest in peace to Percy. Rest in peace to Percy Blake. Um, yes. That that song embodies the fact that 
my father would not let me at all take anything from anybody yes. unless I earned it. Yes. You know, my father would not play that. My man, uh, the duck down man over there, you know, one of my favorite things about this guy is that we do all this industry shit, but he's also a plumber. Wow. And your pops was an ele uh, electrician, construction company. Everything. My father still in the streets. Everything. Right. I don't know how he did it. I know how he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he did everything. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know how he did everything. He and gave I, you that independent mind state, though. Yeah. 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 He gave me the independent mind state, the actions. Um, the work ethic. The the work ethic, the grind, the mm -hmm. ability to adapt to anything. I, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. That's mm -hmm. if I could look, if I could say one thing about my father and say, what's the one thing that you think he gave you that is like the most precious or whatever, I would say the ability to adapt to anything. Word. Word is bond. Shout out to your moms too. My moms is incredible. She hangs yeah. out. She hangs out. I just was hanging out with her. She hangs out. She we just... were at the bar with DJ Trace. My mom's just like, you know look. <laughs> my mom's just like, look, what's what's cracking? What's like... cracking? She we at Lyrics' Lounge, mm -hmm. right? Your mom's, you had left. You performed and left. Your mom's like, yo, what else is going on? I'm chilling. My I'm mom's chilling. like, yo, go ahead. You go home, Kiana. Right. I'm chilling. I don't need Worm. this, you know? Word. Mama she worked my at a mama, bar. Yeah, she, my mom's just like the type of person where her energy is just that spur. It's just, it's just there. You know, she mm -hmm. same thing. She's the type of person that is so so cool mm -hmm. that like she's just young energy, man. Yeah. I think one of the turning points in your life is when she bought you Lenovo. That literally, to dance wow, on. you are you are killing it, oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> You are killing it, bro. Not the average questions. Nah, definitely not the average questions at all, bro. This is your life. This is some real. This is one of the best interviews I've done. Oh, five minutes in, he says Five minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, my mom's, I wanted to dance so, so bad. And because Shabadoo Owens and obviously Boogaloo Shrimp from Breakdancing had a big impact on my career, when they did Breaking, I just knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I said, that is what my world is. Mm. And, and and my moms knew that I wanted to practice. I used to practice on cardboard and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And one day when my mom finally bought me linoleum, mm. I used to just carry the linoleum on my shoulder every day <laughs> like it was a radio. Right. Every day. <laughs> Like and I would grab up, grab my linoleum, and just be like, wherever we're gonna practice or battle at, let 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 it be so. Right. So New York. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's, that's dope that doing. she did that because she saw your vision. Yeah. You know, that wasn't a popular thing for parents to be doing back then. That parents was just yeah. like, get off that break dance. You, you know how big linoleum is to break on? He was walking and around. She with was damn and she and she bought me a nice long piece. Right. <laughs> so 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 the one of the crazy things is my a lot of my impact in in life is 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 um happens through um I guess I wouldn't say uh a bad situation, mm -hmm. but um for some reason most of my life is always impacted by uh, those type of things, right? Mm. Like my one of my best friends, um, I met in a battle mm -hmm. there with yeah. that same piece of linoleum, and that best friend uh, uh, was with me when I met Five, because right. you know when I met Five FT, who's also a dancer, who's also a dancer. Right. That's how Five me and Five FT met, through, right? Through through through, uh, through Mighty. Right now, your uncle was also a dancer. My uncle was so much of an impact on me to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Skies the can't even, I don't even know how to say it. Because mm -hmm. my, my uncle made tears come out of my mad times. Because mm -hmm. here I am watching 
Um, I'm doing this. I'm dancing. You know what I mean? My world is. And one day, um, they're like, Uncle Daniel is on TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? And I see him in Juicy Video. Right. And the, the, there's a part M2 in M2 May. And Not Biggie for the kids watching. You know, and yeah, he was on M2 May, who uh, who, who Biggie had sampled mm-hmm. for his first hit. And I see my uncle dancing, and he's getting busy. <laughs> he's getting busy. <laughs> my uncle put yeah. the cigarette in his mouth, chewed it. Right. And he choreographed that video too, right? Yeah, he choreographed mm-hmm. it, and he blew it out, and he choreographed it. So those things was those things were like amazing to me. I saw that and said, "It's possible." Yes. It's possible. Yes. Not not that it was a made it was yeah. impossible because this magic box plays you. Yeah. I saw it and was like, wow, this is possible. We just had Havoc on here and I asked him about the lyric. No matter how much loot I get, I'm staying in the projects. Yeah. And he said it's because I hadn't seen anything else to even know anything else was possible. And, yeah. and if you don't see it, you don't know it's possible. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, you don't. You won't. That's real. <laughs> now you said you was walking around with the linoleum and on your shoulder, yep. but you also walked around with this radio, Little, oh, man, little man, all the time. Little Man. Yeah, shout out to Little Man, the radio. <laughs> oh, I miss Little Man. <laughs> <laughs> he gave his radio a name. That's some hip-hop shit. It is. And um, you played The Blueprint a lot. Every day. That Every was all day. I played. Karis One. That was Karis him. One, that's one thing that we have in common is our love for Karis One. Yes. You had this album with Karis One, The Survivor <laughs> Skills. I'm on the album. You start posting the cypher. <sighs> We Recently. Did a, that was a great job we did, right? We did a great job. <laughs> we did a great job. Yeah. And it's like, that time of my life, like, I grew up on Black Moon and Karis One. Now I'm in the booth. So I'm like, if you notice, there's like, who? I was like, I'm going to go first because these is my heroes. I, wow. I was really trying to, like, impress y'all because I was wow. looking up to y'all wow. in that moment. The minute he said, oh, nah, really? We're yeah. We're not finished. We're going again, Kwasi. Again, but but then but then what's crazy is Buck came with the commonology and started wrong. I was like, oh god damn. <laughs> That's what made me go again because I was like, Buckshot came after me. It's, it's it smashed. Was, it I was, was like, shit. It was. And then Chris came out and just told a beautiful story. Yo, when Chris rhymes, he sounds like he's already mixed. Yes. Right. <laughs> when when Karis one rhymes and he gets in the booth. He's, it's nothing else. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he's already mixed. His voice cannot go any lower. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, that was in, man, that was life changing, man. I I, I got yeah. an album to do, chance to do an album with my favorite MC. Yes. My favorite MC. Yes. Um, shout out to FAP, Franklin wow. Avenue. Franklin Avenue Posse. Posse. That's can't right. can't stop me because my shit's, shit's never, never slapped me. That's right. Shout out to Reese Smooth. Wow, man. The whole, everybody just. Shout out to every Reds Mick who uh, helped us get dressed for Who Got the Props. <laughs> Inside jokes. Now, around this time, you was doing a balancing act. You were mm-hmm. dancing into music, but you was also into the street life. Mm-hmm. You was around a lot of street life shit at this time. Heavy. Was there an exact moment where you knew music was the thing you need to focus on more than the streets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a point where... Um, I knew uh, that music was the only option at this at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. Is, is like, can you talk about this stuff? We can talk. I mean, as long as statute of limitations is <laughs> you clear on that. That's, you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm good on the statute of limitations part. <laughs> um, I, I was to say I, I don't know, I, but but me, mm-hmm. me and five. How how uh, me and five were dancers. 
Um, and then we uh, we got a call from my sister, mm-hmm. and she said that um, uh, two girls had backed out mm-hmm. of uh, of the of her show that she had with a guy named Steele mm-hmm. from her high school, um, who had a record out, MOST, and he had a show at the Apollo. Could we come and uh, help her out? And I called. Mm-hmm. I, Said no problem. Mm-hmm. Called a call five. Me and five went up to the Apollo, and that's how we met Steele from Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, we all knew that because it was a lot of us, and mm-hmm. I I never really said, man, these niggas go deep. And that was the point where we kind of became boot camp, mm-hmm. right? And um, that that was. Um, important for me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I was already coming from the streets and uh, I was doing a lot of hustling at mm-hmm. the time and um, my boy got locked up. I get a call from DR period telling me that the guy that I used to hustle with and um, he used to do the, the the drug thing and I wasn't really into the drug thing, but I was into uh, the fire, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? So I, at the time, um, I used to choose the name of the thing that I used to run around with, mm-hmm. and that was the Buckshot. <laughs> so, so I, I kept the name Buckshot, mm-hmm. and because I kept the name Buckshot, um, you know, um, a lot of people started calling me Buckshot. Yo, Buckshot. Yo, Buckshot. Yo, Buckshot. And that was that became my name. Mm. And the girl wound up calling me Buckshot Shorty one day, and that's how I ca- kept the name Shorty. Mm. But um, when my boy got locked up, I got a you know call from DR period saying, you know, your boy is locked up. Mm-hmm. And I had just was we was we was going to go. I was gonna go mm-hmm. to Maryland too mm-hmm. to go get the money because we had needed the money for the show that we had to get dressed. And my, they, they arrested my boy, and I looked at Five, and I said, Five, they they, they locked up Reese. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, Reese, Reese is locked up. He's done. And uh, what are we going to do? And Five was like, I don't know. And I said, we're going to have to rap ourselves. We're going to have to rap ourselves. We're going to have to rap ourselves. Yeah. Shout out to Five Foot. Um, Evil D. Unique Images was the name of their group before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and and just to be and to be really clear, I know a lot of people probably not going to like this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably not going to enjoy this part right here. Okay. But um the all honest God the honest truth and Evil D could vouch for it and every five and everybody else is that um when me and five were dancers, I was KB2. Five was KB1 because we had both have our government names mm-hmm. and he's older. Okay. Black Moon was Evil D and Mr. Walt. Mm-hmm. They were a DJ group called Black Moon. Okay. They were not called Beat Miners at the time. Okay. Okay? You can, uh, you can clearly see the vision of us as dancers now coming saying, mm. what are we going to do? And we said, we're going to rap. Wow. So, uh, so now me and Five is dancing, right, the same time. That me and five is dancing. Right. We're dancing to some beats being played by Evil D. Right. So I'm dancing, and I said, yo, who, who are we dancing to? Mm-hmm. And five said, my man. And I said, who? He said, my man, Evil D. I said, wait, you know the dude that make what we dancing to? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, there's the fucking answer. That's the answer. We got the factory right here. Your man, yo, bring me to your man, son. Right. Because we got a rap. And your man got the beats right here. Right. We we got the answer. Mm-hmm. So we go over to E, and we became Black Moon. Mm. That's crazy. Now, Overnight. you were always a visionary, forward-thinking. 
Because I feel like part of that is you having a spiritual foundation. Mm-hmm. You grew up as Muslim. That's right. Took your Shahada at 13. That's right. Yes, indeed. Hanif Al Sadiq. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, I met you when you were selling incense and oils. That's right. And, and that was way, Tower way before. Records. Yes. That before was Black, before Video Music all Box. All of that. Yeah. Before Shout out to John Forte, my man Osage. And this was when I was like first like dabbling with 5%. Word. And first getting on the train and coming to the city. And um, man, I used to have my favorite oils <sighs> and my favorite incense. And this was like a pack, you know what I'm saying? Right. You got a little Roy Ayers tape with the samples on it, some oils, some incense. This is how you got a girl. You you had your pen and your pad and all that. Your blue you know what I'm saying? Nile, I mean, your blue Nile, your, your blue you know Nile, mean? Egyptian must. Egyptian must <laughs> used to have me pull mad stunts. That's the Red Man lyric. The Calyx. You know all, all of it. <laughs> Calyx was a little sweet, though. I used to cut it with the frankincense. I don't want to yeah, get too much. I don't want to get too much into it. Frankincense and myrrh was one of my favorites. Yeah. Even yeah. though one dab of that <laughs> too will much. last for a month. Mars, yeah, that's strong. I used to, I used to take the, the oil and put one drop of that frankincense on the light bulb. Oh, it's over. It's over. The whole house. Is the like... whole house is lit up. <laughs> the whole house is lit up. Put a little the whole house too. like that. But my mom used to be like, woo, then you got the house lit up. <laughs> what do you mean? Listen, Medina was on Atlantic. Oh, Medina. Is that yeah, where you yeah, went to, Medina? Yeah. I used to go to Medina back right. in the day. The whole sale. But, but, but like I said, my mom used to be like, yo, you got the house lit up, right? Like, right. So, so it was, you know, my, my dad didn't mind because he was Muslim. He right. was, my dad was a was 5% and he was mm-hmm. going by. And my dad actually used to hang out with Clarence X-13, Joel oh, wow. Smith so he's and all that. older guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Firstborn. Firstborn, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Maria Davis, Mad <sighs> Wednesdays. If it wasn't for Maria Davis, I, I, I wouldn't be on this stage. That's right. A lot of people would not be where they at if it wasn't for those showcases that she was That's doing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like, as much Jay-Z, as... Jay-Z, they, they got the, the skit on the... 22. Oh yeah, with, with Maria Davis, yeah. like bringing Jay Z and Damon them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, during that time, once again, you know, I remember um, uh, Clark. Mm-hmm. We did a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I don't remember what club it was. I, mm-hmm. I keep I keep seeing BB Kings in my head, mm-hmm. but I remember um, Clark coming out, and, and and we was right about to come out. We was mm-hmm. on fire. I don't you had unsigned the, hype. Yeah, we had unsigned hype, which was a big deal. That was a big deal back yeah, then. Yes. Right, yeah. but I'm talking about like probably a little later. Uh, might have been like two years into into the whole Black Moon career thing, mm-hmm. and um, Clark comes to me and he goes, "Yo, I got an MC, uh, you know, can he bust a rhyme for you?" And I was, I just heard that, and then I turn around and he says it again, like, "Yo, can my my man get on stage?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "My man Jay Z, can right. he get on, can he get on and rhyme before you go out?" And I was like. I looked for the mic. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm that type of dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I can fuck. Yeah. So I grabbed the mic. I gave it to Hove, and Hove went out. And when Hove went out, he just started spitting rounds. Spitting. And this motherfucker killed it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm sitting there looking going, yo, this motherfucker's killing it. <laughs> right. Right? And he murdered it. And he said something like that. And at the end, boom. And the crowd just, ah. And I was like, that was that's what the hell I'm talking about right, right. there. Right? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? He had the big chain and everything. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about right there. You go out, you murder, you murder. everything, and then you, and then you like, no matter who is the hype, the, the headliner, you body it. Right. And, and I was like, that's how you know Hov was 
undoubtedly Jay-Z. That's, that's right. why he is Jay-Z. That's right. Now, at that Maria Davis, that's where you meet Chuck Chillout at, right? That's where I met Chuck Chillout. Right. You know, Maria Davis, I was working for, was an MC uh, intern. I'm sorry. MCA? And I, I was at, at yeah, MCA, mm -hmm. and I was working for Hank Shockley and uh, Keith Shockley, who's mm -hmm. the... Uh, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad, mm -hmm. and they made, you know, tracks for Public Enemy and everything. And um, that allowed me to go to this party. Okay. <laughs> Actually, um, that allowed me two important things. I just wanted to, I got to mention, um, mm. Juice. Yeah, you, a, you were a curator in the soundtrack, right? Yeah, I was working crazy. on the Juice soundtrack. And the crazy thing about working on the Juice soundtrack was um, um, I was told to go by, you know, Keefin, to, 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 to go around to everybody and get their music for the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So one guy was Orange Juice Jones. Oh, man. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> the Juice. Right, and and that was my first time going, and I was like expecting to be like, yo, like right. I'm Juice Joe. Right, this is crazy. Like, and I go collect, go to him, the, you know, to make the meet up with him, and he was like, yo, come me to the store, man. I'm hungry, something. And we go to the store, <laughs> and this dude gets a forty and a bagel. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nah, nah, nah. Even a 40 I'm, and a bagel. Even I'm not that dumb. Like, how <laughs> come? Wait, nah, nah. Something ain't right here, bro. Hey, this is a $4,000 Lynx. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude get a 40 and a bagel? He pulled out some a couple of dollars? And I right. was like, ah, oh, I don't know if you got the bag. Like, I don't know, because... I know that flex, dog. I'm from Brooklyn. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when I got that one. 40 when, and a bagel, that's about $2 it, at that yeah, time. Yeah, at that time. At that time, because the 40 is like $1.69 at that yeah, time. Yeah, and he got a, ba a buttered bagel that's with like jelly. That's like a $0.75. Cent. You could get that for $0.50, cent, right? You got a buttered bagel with jelly. You didn't even get no meat not on it Not even no nothing. poppy seeds or nothing. Nothing. No it was just plain <laughs> bagel. I said, yo, you know what? The I one with the it. butter on it in the wrapped in the plastic already. Yeah, I was like, all right, you, I'm done. You can't fool me. He said, I, was, I got it. I'll never, I think I got PT, PSD, whatever they call right, that. Right, right, For real, right. because at that point, I was like, I, I knew that rappers wasn't what I thought right. it was cracked right. up to be. The so, rhetoric didn't match the reality. There you go. Mm -hmm. And then from there, believe it or not, um, I got a call saying the House of Pain was shooting a video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's it. That's my chance right there. Right. And I went to the video of House of Pain because mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to collect every everybody's stuff. And when I went to the House of Pain video, I was like, fuck that. I'm staying in the video. And I got in the video. So if you right. look in the jump around. Jump around, that's Jump right. around, jump up and get down. I'm in there holding um, uh, Everlast. Me and him is right. jumping. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So, And this was before I even got a record. So I was just wrapped up in being in the, the whole moment mm -hmm. of, of of doing, you know, trying to, trying to get on, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Being able to do this show. But the show was a big show. Black Flames, mm -hmm. that was the name of the group. They weren't big, but they were a small group, and they were kind of locally known. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, yo, she said, we have a show with them, and I, you can get on with them, but that's it. I said, perfect. So me and Five, Evil D, we went to the show. Black Flames goes on. She goes, all right, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming out. Um, da, 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 da. I said, what? <laughs> Yo, hold on. Hope? Uh, huh? <laughs> right. no, Don't forget no. something. Wait a minute. And right. I ran on stage, and I said, Maria, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I said, wait a minute. <laughs> she said, she said, Buck, I gotta close this down. The show, the close club right. is closing. I gotta stop. I gotta close. I said, Maria, please, please, mm -hmm. just give us one joint. Just give us five minutes. One joint. One joint. Mm -hmm. She said, okay, 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 okay. Go ahead. Go, 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 go now. I ran down the stage. I ran down the evil D. I said, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. They like, what, what, what? I said, let's go, bro. Right? So we get on stage. Um, evil D throws on the record, act like you want it, B. And we didn't make no who got the props done it at the mm -hmm. time. So all we had was act like you want it and some other joint. And we get on stage and we do the record. And she's giving me the sign like. <laughs> the light. You see the light. The light. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like. So after the one record, after the second record and a half, if you get what uh -huh. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah. to do the second Sneak record. Sneak it in. Right. But she's like, so we're like, okay. And after that, we was like, thank y'all. And we just got up and we left. We leaving. And I hear a voice going, backpacks. <laughs> Yo, backpacks. Meanwhile, we're the only ones who wear book bags because right. we come from Franklin Avenue. That's right. what they wear around right. here. Backpacks. Hammer. Yeah, anything, right? So, boosting, really, man. So, anyway, I'm, I'm hearing backpacks, backpacks. I turn around. It was, and I said, Oh shit, that's Chuck Chill Out. Right. The DJ guy. Right. And Vibe was like, yeah. I was like, yo, man, let's go see what this dude want, man. Word up, man. I'm tight. <laughs> Cause we have I'm, we just getting get a chance to do our whole show. Right. So I'm tight. Right. <laughs> and uh, he goes, Yo, y'all want a record deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I was like, what? And I was like, of course. Right. And he was like, take my number. All right, I took his number. I was like, fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, whatever. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Record deal, Yo, that's a fact. Everything yeah. was like that. Called yeah. him the next day. Mm -hmm. Yo, what's good, man? Like, what's up, brother? He's like, yo, meet me down at 42nd Street. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Yo, five. Let's go down to Forty Second Street. The bottom line is, let's just get that this out of the way because we know what ain't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And we get to Nervous Records, and Michael Weiss is like, "What you guys got?" So we show him what we got, and he goes, "I love it. I want to do the deal." Me and Five stop. Like, wait, what? Right? Did you just say you want to do the deal? He said, "Yeah, I want to do the record deal," and I was like. Meaning put out the record? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I want to do a record deal. So I was like... Meaning put out the record. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. So next day we met and whatever, whatever. And I was like, we walked out. I was like, five, we just got a record deal. Holy shit. We just got a record deal. And from that point, it got more and more into me mm. that, you know... Yeah, man, that's a, a beautiful, brilliant story. Thank you for sharing, um, especially the part about the backpacks. It's hilarious because I was part of that generation. You had an album called Backpack Travels. Yeah, um, P shout out to P Money, and I like that because you—that was you working with Pro Era. Yeah, working with uh, uh, Tina Apex and and CJ Fly and Ooh. and Chelsea Reject. These oh, is wow. these is people who was my son's friends, and <laughs> my son Amani is here somewhere. This is his people. He's Whoa. he's the one who introduced me to to Joey Badass music. So my people, my little homies, man. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Shout out to the God. You know. Yeah, I just, man. I spoke and, um, to him not so long ago. I mentioned the lyricist lounge earlier. 
uh, you came out with a backpack on, and I appreciate that. This Always was last come year. back. Yeah, 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 I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love I it. Remember that. So now y'all at Nervous Records, and um, you meet the intern there, mm-hmm. Drew Ha, who was rapping, right? He had rap dreams. Yes. And I heard that— I think that's why he was there. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I heard that he wanted you to teach him how to rap, and you need, needed to know how to drive. Mm-hmm. So y'all exchanged skill sets. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about this? I went into I went into uh, collect my <laughs> I money. I did my research. I went into collect my money for for the uh, for the royalties. Mm-hmm. I thought we was gonna be out walking out of there with a million dollars, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, we on fire!" Right, like, right. Yo, who got the props? Got you see video music, but that man who got the props. I got you. Open when I blew up at the spot all last year, was when the, on the, the box. You remember when I blew up the spot? You gotta remember, Chuck yeah. Chillout was our first manager. Right, cool. So, Chip was cracking. Right, so. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Cool shit. <laughs> cool shit. Yo, yo you, know, you know what's fucked up? Is that, it's how, Chuck, you know I love you, man. You know I love you, Chuck, man. Don't even front at all. But you know how, you used to sun the hell out of a chip. I used to be like, damn, man. He, you know, sun out of Shout yo, out to Cool Chip, Yo, man. Chip, kick that Y over there, man. And Nervous, you gotta remember, Nervous, Chuck Nervous comes from Chuck Chill Out. Right. Yeah, so that's how, you know, it was called Nervous Records. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we were signed to. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Chill, I'd be like, hey, money, you acting nervous? Yeah. <laughs> you acting nervous, money? I know you ain't acting nervous. You don't be acting nervous on me, money. Like, so that's where the word nervous came right. from. But yeah. Um, but your lawyer warned you not to sign that deal. Yeah. yeah. My lawyer, he, he looked at it. He said, oh, don't do this. He mm-hmm. said, I wouldn't sign this. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you talking about? He said, man, look at this right here. Da, 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 da. And then, you know. I'm like, man, fuck this shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later for this. I, I gotta do I don't I don't know about none of this stuff. That mm-hmm. paper just says a bunch of stuff to mm-hmm. me. And I don't have time to get into this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just know that it says we're giving you a chance to put out records right. like uh rock him. <laughs> right. Do you want it or not? Or not. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, at that point, you don't have the the foresight to know nothing. You're just like this might be the only chance. I'm just looking at that. I'm oh. looking at a bunch of papers and I'm going. I'm trying to mm-hmm. redo it through my common sense, mm-hmm. but it's just not making common sense. Right, because so it's legalese. It's, it's not legalese. Supposed to. So I go to Mel mm-hmm. and Mel's like, "Yo, don't sign it." So I get jerked, whatever. So mm-hmm. I go to the label and I said, "Yo, listen, it's time to give my money. Can I have my money?" And they go, "You actually owe us." I said. What? Mm-hmm. Said you owe us. I said how? How could I owe you when you pay me this amount of money and my record's on fire? Mm-hmm. Everybody's buying it. Mm-hmm. How do I owe you money? What does that mean? I owe you. Mm-hmm. He's like you're unrecouped. Mm-hmm. And when he broke that down to me at that time, I understood. But I still didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you mother, yo. Right. All I know was like, you got me. You got me. You got me. And you know why I heard extra? Because I'm from Franklin. I'm from Crown Heights, nigga. And we don't, you don't do that. <laughs> you are right. You don't do that. We don't, like, like we don't, right. like, uh-uh. Right? Mm-hmm. Meaning we do the getting, bro. We do the getting. You gonna get, you, you get got, got me. Right, you got me. I fell for the old, the old new wop, the old new wop, <laughs> Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I fell for the old new wop. Get you. Well, when right. I come back, 
I'm going to create a label, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take this whole label down. And Mike, you know I said this. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to bring my own label, and we're going to smash this whole scene. And I left the walking out of the office, and I went to the other a- area, and I said, which one of you guys here is working Black Moon? <laughs> which one of y'all work? And Drew was the intern that was assigned to work you came in the Black the Jerry Maguire. Basically. Is anybody coming with me? Yeah, that's Who's what coming that's with me. Right. That's what the, that was the vibe. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, Drew. Thank you. That was the vibe. <laughs> Word up, because right. Drew was like, "Yo, I'm I'm down to ride." Mm-hmm. And now, and at that, from that point was conversations and just skipping along. And I forgot what that actual incident was. How mm-hmm. we was there. Drew could probably tell a little bit more, but I know that I was like, "Yo, Drew, I can't drive." And Drew was Some like, Brooklyn "What?" Shit. And I said, "Man, I can't drive." And I said, all right, I'll tell you what. I forgot exactly how, but I said, if you teach me how to drive, I'll teach you how to rhyme. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted him to be on the stuff, too. There you go, because Drew was a rhymer with um, uh, my boy Grew, the, well, his boy Grew, mm-hmm. the mastermind. Mm-hmm. And they had a group. Right. And I was like... <laughs> You good, bro, but shit. <laughs> you, you're not bad. Right. You're actually not bad. Right. He, he got a bar. He got a bar. You and, just and don't know how to hit the highs and the lows of the flow. What, what's his bar? Are you the man, my A.O. Skill? I mean, let me tell you my favorite bar. What's your favorite? I always get the pussy because I tell him down Spanish. So that's Buckshot's fault is that Drew... Telling me we were Spanish in his bars. I know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had a good flow. He, he was I'm good. I'm glad you said that because I'll be honest with you. That bar right there, I've made fun of Drew for that bar about four times on this show. <laughs> and I promised myself, I said, I'm not going to bring up the bar, Drew. I've been on you enough. So I'm glad that my man brought it up. Well, that's <laughs> cool. That's cool. Thank you. Know, so I told him, I said, look, you teach me how to drive. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you the highs and the lows of the flow. Right. You don't know those. You just know how to rhyme. You don't mm. know that there's spots, spaces, highs, lows, flows. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of stuff. And I said, I'll teach you the highs and the lows of the flow. What does that mean? That mean I'll tell you when to go. I'll teach you how to know when to go up and when to come down. Mm-hmm. When to go up and when to come down. Right? Mm-hmm. And he said, bet. So we got together and uh, we went to the, some parking lot and um, or on, his, on our way home. And as I, would, as I would drive with the stick shift, I would go... Put the beat on Drew, put the beat on, I will go rhyme, Drew. And Drew sitting there rhyming. <laughs> Literally, they are doing it. And I'm sitting there trying to drive the stick shit. Like I didn't want him to get to the end of his verse. Because right. I wanted to learn, drive more. Oh, right. So I'm like, no, keep going, keep going. Well, I'm glad that happened because um, you and Drew started uh, 3D distribution together. Yeah. And 3D is responsible for me putting out Gutter Rainbows and Radio Silence. These are gems in my career. And you and me, we're not on every phone call or every email, but I know that you have hands-on in my projects, and I know it because of you. Everything. You have helped me to be relevant. And you have helped me. Everything. Yes, I know. That's why I'm saying There's times, if I'm on Twitter right now Mm -hmm. until 2.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. 3.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. answering everybody right now, people can attest to that. I used to do that. I'm everywhere. Back when I was on Twitter. I know, I told you how to get around it. You can't can't breathe without me knowing it. That's right, that's right. I appreciate you, Buck. Now let's talk about one of the most important pieces of art of all time, Enter the Stage. Enter the Stage. Hugely inspirational to me, not just because I'm like, yo, that's my man who sell incense. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the video music box thing, but just because of the art of it. Like, niggas talk shit. Jesus, the, the beat, the flow, just... This was a new way of doing hip-hop. 
Slave was mad deep. Nobody was coming like that. Nobody was coming so dark, but with so much knowledge. Um, you talked about people ask you about I Got You Open, but me and Seth all the time talk about how that remix opened the door for rappers to sing. Yeah. People wasn't really singing and doing the harmonies and melodies like that. It was a harmonizing. Um, harmonizing, yeah. And the same thing with the Buck'em Down remix. Mm. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard Buck'em Down with me and Styles P? Yeah. I had to do that over because of how much that record meant to me. And that's the original we did over. But what, in your mind... That was my joint too, but... Which is better, the remix or the original for Buck'em Down? I don't know. What's your favorite? Because they're both so good. <laughs> because it's two know. different vibes. I the just same go song. into a closet. I go into a mental zone, right? Video. A mental closet, right? Mm -hmm. So and it's black in there. Mm -hmm. So they're all the same to me. Look, the, but the remix, I would say, the remix is probably my favorite at this mm -hmm. time because yeah. that was my father's favorite. Okay. My father was so proud of me for making that record. Like that, that record and Crooklyn Dodger was his two favorite. That's beautiful. Um, That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. So, so, so when we did that record, and I would also say the remix because in the remix we did the video, we did it, we did it with boot camp. We yeah. showed you we was we a showed boot you. camp. That's my favorite video. Right. We showed you that. Take all my people from state to state. <laughs> yeah. You was Showing you like showing you are you. real boot camp. All those dudes that was lined up on them gates, mm -hmm. like Thor, June, did this one, that one, this one, that one, other June. All those dudes were real boot camp. Their only job was to be boot camp. Boot camp yeah. If you know what I'm saying, I do. <laughs> now speaking of boot camp, I wore my boots. I wore my Timberlands today. Even though you're making sneakers now, y'all traumatized us. We got boots too. Yeah. I know. But y'all was like, in Brooklyn, y'all was like, yo, we not even, back then, y'all was like, we, we never wear sneakers. all season for ass kicking yeah. reasons. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, I used to, I wasn't kicking nobody ass, but I was <laughs> running from police and all types of shenanigans <sighs> in my Timberlands. That's good for you. Yeah, but when I was a teenager, I used to put the Timberlands on to go to school in the morning. And, you know, you go to school at, what, 6, 7, 8 in the morning back then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then after school, you out doing shenanigans, and then we go to Washington Square, and then rhyming in the park till it oh, gets I dark. Oh, Washington Square. Right? And then we go into, like, the Muse oh, and all I that. The, you're bringing me back. You I love this brand. But the whole time I had these Timberlands on, as soon as we finish this interview, I'm taking these motherfuckers off. Word. Because you get to a certain age, these Timberlands become Very hard heavy. to walk around yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, what happens is, is y'all lost that calf muscle that you <laughs> built up all over. Because I went to the Every day, my leg is strong as shit. I feel like I'm in the <laughs> well, yeah, that, that too. I mean, you know, Tim's is upgraded and you know move graded, but yeah, we we wore we were we wore them because um, well, we were known for them because people didn't wear them in the summer. Mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. wore boots in the summertime. Jeez. People were like, they take them hot ass shit off, man. Right. Man. You know what I mean? It looked good with and the shorts. Cool. Tim's and shorts. Yeah, it was a good camel shirt. That? And it's a crew of dudes. Yeah. A crew, not just one, but a crew of motherfuckers who are walking around and they got boots on in July. Yes. Yeah. People are like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> That's all we know. Shout out to Smith and Wesson. All um, of them. You know, and shout out to Helter Skelter. That's right. Recipe Sean P. Recipe um, Sean Price. Who, who was probably like one of the, the nuttiest dudes in boot camp. The best. Um, one of the nuttiest. Yeah, man. <laughs> Great eight. Let's talk about it. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had the duck down van, and he just did that thing with the... 
pow, with it, but it wasn't, you know. Yeah, we've heard some stories about the duck down van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I heard about, I heard one story of the duck down van being in Miami and Method Man pulling up on y'all and jumping in the van. My ex experience is um, um, Omaha, Nebraska, mm -hmm. from a drive, uh, my brother who, uh, also recipes, who was uh, security at the time, uh, we drove from Omaha, Nebraska, directly to New York. Mm. He was not playing. Now, you have some sneakers here, right? Um, yeah, you know what's funny is, you know, um, like, like, look, um, two, 2012, Let me see that. Um, 2012, I came out with this sneaker called the T3 mm -hmm. sneaker company. And at the same time, I did not know, because I went on Sway, I did not know the day or the two days after Kanye, mm -hmm. who's cool with me, mm -hmm. was going to come on and he was going through his own thing. Mm -hmm. So when Ye came on, Sway said, yo, why don't you do it like Buckshot? Like Buckshot, right. Right? You don't, brother, you don't need these people. Right. Just go in and do this. But the reason why I'm able to do this is because I own the factory mm -hmm. with my partner Ray Wu. Shout out to Ray Wu, too, and the Wu family. Mm -hmm. And it's a big factory. So he's like, yo, why don't you do it like Buckshot? Mm -hmm. And yo, Kanye loses it. You, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't have the answers. Right. You ain't spent 13 million of right. your own money trying to do this. Right. So if he said 13 million trying to do this, imagine how much it costs to get it to, to done, mm -hmm. to get it done. It's not try. That's right? right. So that was important for me because I just wanted to bring hip hop. Because to be honest with you, oh, we can all, we can get hoodie. Mm -hmm. That you got ain't the nothing. hoodie and the hat. And oh, the you want a hat? Right. That's hip hop. Mm -hmm. You want a t-shirt? You want a uh I mean, what else are we allowed mm -hmm. to get? But oh, you touching them sneakers, you better put them joints down. Mm. Don't you? Cause we got your mind locked on right. all these other things. Because this is such a, an important piece of the way society is. So I decided to take on the hardest job and make footwear. But I knew I was going to catch so much slack from my own internal people mm -hmm. than the others. I was loving it. Yeah. Because, you know, I love a challenge. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I started working with different people. Terry Crews, um, Common, um, Karis One. It's uh, the Unified Global thing? Um, no, this okay, is T3. Okay, back T3, then. sneakers, right. Right, this was the sneakers. Because remember, when I made the sneakers, we we made a family. It, uh, we broke it down. Naughty by Nature, Onyx, Brand Nubians, Jizza. We all had our own our footwear. Like our I remember. Own yeah. You and, and me talked a little bit about, we didn't we never finish those talks, but we talked a little bit about doing something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was everyone trying to make, give down. everybody equity and power. I was, I was saying, listen, instead of doing one sneaker and everybody have it and wearing it and everybody would know, here, you have your own sneaker mm. with your own album. Everybody have their own yeah. sneaker with their own album. Go out and do you and promote it. And that, was, that wasn't normally done, nor was it done. Most of the things that I do are looked at like is bananas because I'm such a short guy <laughs> with, with a big capacity. Yeah. Right? So most people either overlook it and be like, or they'll look at it and say, uh, that's just some stuff. I, I Go back and rap, do who got the props, right. and then I'll love you again. Mm. And and I, I personally love that. Right. You know how some people hate it or some people will get like, yeah. I love it, mm. right? Because it gives me you the run ability. Towards the challenge. Oh, I love the challenge. Right. Right. Please deny me. Please deny me. <laughs> Please. Yeah, Please I feel the same me. way. And it's funny you mentioned Kanye because 
you know, when he got dropped by Adidas, he was asked by a journalist, uh, he said, so, you know, what do you think about what you had to say to Sway? And he stopped for a second. He was like, turns out Sway had the answers, which means Buck had the answers. Which means that if you would have just said, hey, you don't have to come to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you to come to me because I got two factories, one in Korea, one in China, and they both have huge wheelhouses. I didn't ask you to come to me. Sway actually said you should do the things like But if you was, you know, if you came to me, it wouldn't have been anything else except for Kanye, here's the keys to the car. Right. You do you. Call me when you've when you're done. Right. And, and I wanted I wanted my brother to rise. And I don't like I didn't like the stuff that, you know, and, and he, that he had to go through. But Kanye's he's a genius. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely is. He's a nut. And the sneaker conversation, <laughs> he is a he is a he's a he's a crazy genius. That's right. That's, that's fair. Are considered crazy. That's fair. Um the sneaker conversation came back into play because of the not just the Adidas uh, drop of Kanye, but what Kyrie is going through in the public space. And my son started burning his Nikes and throwing them in the incinerator. And then, and then me and my friends was talking about, you know, all the black sneaker companies that are out there that people ain't supporting. And your name comes up a lot. Yes, it does. Uh, who's going to support? Who's going to support pumps instead of jumps? Mm -hmm. You know, look, see, the thing about me is I, I already know that slack, bro. Mm -hmm. So when I make footwear and my company, we have a, another sneaker company called um, LOMC, mm -hmm. right? So I own the factory. Mm -hmm. And sneaker companies come to my factory and say, I want you to produce and tool and warehouse these shoes. I need 5,000 orders. That's my MOQ. Mm -hmm. Or I need 2,000. I need 3,000. So I'm pumping out product. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So when people come to me, it's like I do when I do it on my own. My job was to make a a practical shoe that people could wear every day on more of the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy how your whole story from your father being stressing the independence to selling the incense and oils to the situation with nervous. I mean, y'all had the y'all fought with nervous I and like y'all had to license the name Black Moon from oh, nervous. Man, it was right? hell. It just that sounds like hell. It, the whole Black Moon story is is hell, man. Black Moon story is a story of hell. But it led you to the space where you own the factory. Yes, and yeah. I think that I mm -hmm. I think that you know once again, look the guy every every hell leads me to a heaven, right? Mm. Now this factory, the Wu factory, and the Wu family are the ones who's responsible for making those first Jordans that y'all wear. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it's like a factory of people make them. Yeah. So we made those first Jordans and came, they made them, and then came back and said we want to come back and support hip hop again because y'all always supported us. Blah 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 blah. That's when I came into the picture mm -hmm. and said I got your back. I'll no support doubt. you for make for supporting hip hop in the beginning, even though Nike told you no, they don't want to do business with you anymore. Mm -hmm. I'll support you and we'll come into hip hop and be independent. Yeah. Now, another thing you did that was independent that people didn't understand at the time because of what the context of the time was, mm -hmm. you started working with Tupac on the One Nation album. Yep. And he was going to bring Defro East. Mm -hmm. Remember? He said, I'm bringing yep. Defro East. Yep, and he you, was going to start his. He was going to start his own label. When tell you, me about that time. You're meeting with Tupac, and your decision to work with him at a time when it was so volatile between the coasts. We had we. It was it was it was it was warm with us mm -hmm. and Biggie. Yeah, already. We were not conscious. We were kids, bro. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 when you look back and you look at. 
kids having fun or kids making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, even Tupac died at 25. Yeah, you were a, kid, a right? child. A okay? child now. So, yeah, so, so we are on one coast doing stuff, and then I get a call from uh, Tupac. And look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it, right? We we was going through our own stuff with Biggie and his camp because sh- we had made some fun of Biggie. Right in that video, in the, the video. OGC video, in the OGC yeah. video. Okay, um, and be and and we it was some drama mm-hmm. behind that, a lot of shit, gun mm-hmm. drama, all that, mm-hmm. and we had our own shit with Biggie. But 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 we but we did not go to the West Coast because of that. Right. I want people to know that. I got a call from Tupac personally on my phone, on the phones too, and I spoke to him personally, and he said he wanted to, well, wanted us to come out because he wanted to do the One Nation album. He planned that in jail. He, yeah. he, has, he has the letters written in jail. Yeah, that's right. So it wasn't just based around, oh, y'all got beef with Biggie. Yo, we're going to make it strategic. and mm-hmm. No, it was not that. It was that Pac called us, and I'm a real dude. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care if you're in California, the desert, the, the jungle, the blungua. I don't care what you call it. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm from Franklin Avenue. What's cracking? Mm-hmm. Where you at? Feel me? So mm-hmm. he called me like, yo, come out to Cali. Da, 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 da. Yo, we out in Cali. As soon as we get off the plane, the minute we get off the plane, this nigga didn't even get out of jail yet. Meet me at the studio. Mm-hmm. We go right from where he get out of jail, right to the studio. Mm-hmm. And we just start recording the album yeah. and, and, and started doing One Nation. Right, where where his goal was to make hip hop one nation and get with Biggie at the you know at the end to show that it was really the intent was to yell loud enough for everybody to. He yeah. said as much at the time during interviews, but the dra- the drama and the press was so hot that I feel like a lot of that was being overlooked. He would say because and Pac was uh he was he was. Volatile as well. He was angry. He'd been in jail. He was dealing with a lot of uh, street culture and gang culture. But he he said, "Really, I'm doing this one nation project with these dudes to show that it's not an East Coast West Coast thing." And he did say in, in one interview that at some point he wanted it all to come together. That was his. We used to be yeah. in a crib, and that was his thing. Yeah. Some of them playing. We used to be in the crib and that was his thing. Meaning I'm gonna link with Big. It mm-hmm. ain't it ain't big there. That's my that's my brother. I was around. I, I, know I was around. I spent time hanging out smoking blunts with both both of them together. That's so crazy. I was around to witness the camaraderie and love. Well, no, it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was it was real. It was real. It was and, real. And, yeah, that's right. It was real. And Biggie and you know, you know, Biggie. Played it back, mm-hmm. which was smart, which mm-hmm. was cool. Biggie was like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing. I ain't gonna get into this like mm-hmm. this." You know what I'm saying because I, I already know that you know a lot of this is bigger uh, because of the press and the public and all these other people. That when it start to come down, you know, I'll be able to deal with it. But it was pop going because you're not dealing with it. I'm turning it up I'm while you're trying up. to bring it down. Yeah. And then, but I, but eventually, we got to show people that that it was really just a me and you thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I had some issues with you, and my issues with you became public because you did things that I feel like that that made it public. And yeah. then you may say, "Well, I didn't do that. You did." The, so that was like those two brothers did. They had to have their own. And that yeah. was what One Nation was about. It was about us bringing all of them, uh, them two together to have their own moment. And they literally was going to throw their hand up. Pac was going to ask 
big, like the dope, like can mm. they hold their hand up? Yeah. He comes from revolution. He comes from revolutionary. So even though he's at you you hot and hot-headed in your early 20s, but imagine if Pac and Big had survived, what kind of revolutionary mind state they would be on. It would have been so incredible that the next next level, and um I feel unfortunate that that the higher powers that be took advantage of that moment and now our brothers are not here. Yeah. The powers that be took advantage of that moment and now our brothers are not here. I appreciate you speaking on this because I know it's it could be a sore spot when you're that close to it. A lot of us are just fans, but you was right there in that mix. And you see this with the Math Hoffa situation when you had your brothers Tech of Steel speaking on it and the conversation got heated. Got heated. Because they was there talking to people who wasn't there and it became volatile. It like, became, you know... You, Yo, do you know what it's like to for be the, for to be Buck, dog? Do you know what it's like? That's I, that shit still fucks me up to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I knew, because I say, yo, if I knew, I would have, yo, man, the whole shit would have been different. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I'm sitting here with Kwali like this every day, and you were fed. I don't, and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you are fed. You work for the DOJ. You are a fed. You are a plant. And I used to be like, yo, I don't like this dude, man. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. For some reason. And Pac used to always say, I fucks with your brother. Thor, big Thor. He said, I'm going to steal your brother, man. Watch. He going to be my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. But this dude who was Pac's bodyguard, mm-hmm. he was a plant. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he said he was a plant. And, yeah. he said the whole, and I was like... That's why I knew I didn't like you for a reason. I didn't like you, dog. Vibes don't lie. You don't, you don't speak. You don't say nothing. You don't talk at all. You don't get wrapped up. You don't, none of it. You just with the gun on your hip mm-hmm. all day, every day. Mm. I know you've got to do that, but I don't like son. I don't, I don't like his. I don't like his mustache. I don't like his attitude. <laughs> right. I don't like this. Some right. give me vibes about this dude. Then to come out later and be like, "Yeah, I was a fed. I was yeah. a plant." Yeah. And I'm like, "Nigga, you was that close to me. I knew it." So, yeah. you know, um, unfortunately, like I said, the powers that be is you know took advantage of the situation of our brothers not being. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's such an important part of our history to hear that firsthand knowledge from not just a, a blogger or a journalist, but someone who was an artist and a brother who was right there with Pac at that time. Um, shout out to Knife Wonder. Shout out to Knife. No pun intended, but you and him have great chemistry. <laughs> that's why we made the formula. There we go. And that's the solution to our problems. There you go. There we go. <laughs> what is it about what Knife Wonder does that doesn't just shoot, suit you, but also suits a lot of boot camp? Number one, Knife is Knife likes you to come down to to to, to record. In North and Carolina, you gotta go there. Gotta go. Yeah. He won't record with you. That's right. There's a different energy there, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Producers nowadays all do the regular. They send the track. You you get the track, and then you you know you do it, and you send it back. Blah blah mm. blah blah. But knife is the old school way. Knife yeah. is like, yo, you gonna come in? We gonna record this song, and after we record this song, you know we mix it and whatever whatever whatever. But I want you to be here when we make this joint. Yeah. Because that's the whole vibe of how he produced with Jay Z. That's right. He produced with this one, that one, that. He doesn't care who it is. It's you're gonna be with the person. That's right. And 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 um. 
I think that's what makes Knife special. Yes. Because you, you, he just got this way of working, man. You're making, he's making his beats. He be zoned into his mm. beats. And as he's zoning in, you're just getting like an influence of knowing I got to come with some shit. You that's know? right. I got to come with something that's ill because Knife is not playing on that on that production. That's right. You said half these niggas who rhyme wouldn't know how to flow in their lines if it wasn't for BDI and his prime. <laughs> on that record, you also said a lot of criminals with you that might have been relying on crimes. Yeah. That's a real bar right there, bro. <laughs> For real. I'm glad you put that out there. Um, also, on these projects, wow, you go from Black Moon, which was guns, guns, <laughs> to like, hey, maybe we should knuckle up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this growth on yeah, the projects. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> from and, and it's crazy because when I, you know, Contracts and all that, guns, mm. guns. I, when, I think, <laughs> when I think about, uh, yo, when I think about the buckshot shorty, yo. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah that's this motherfucker was crazy. And yet, at the same time, like you said, I was going through um, my father's situation. Mm -hmm. I was going through trying to get us off nervous mm -hmm. at the same time, like produce music. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, organize a group of group, a crew of, you know, boot camp. Mm -hmm. Just, man, man, man. You did it. You did Pain, it. bro. Pain. <laughs> Pain. Word. Thank you for having me on that. The Hold You Down to Tyler Woods is a great record. Ah, uh, thank you for thank you for, for 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 being a part and believing in us and believing. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like I always tell people that I, you know, the the reference of 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 your independence mm -hmm. and stepping into the independent world and people understanding that it's not a thing of duck down. Cause I don't represent that. Mm -hmm. I do not represent. Come sign to my label. Right. I don't want you to sign to my. I want you to have your own label. Right. And I just want to give you the knowledge that you need or help that you need to 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 do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you got it the rest on your own, do it. Whatever it is. But I don't want you to be on the no artist. It was lovely. I mean, doing that song with y'all, doing the video was fun. Touring with you was amazing. <laughs> and I want to say this right now. You're one of the best, sharpest, most on-point performers I've ever seen perform. Oh, I thanks. mean, you take that show seriously. And yes. I'm a guy who does a lot of shows. Yes. Yes, and so I I've do. toured with a lot of people. Yes, you know, you stay ready for the road. You stay yes. ready to hit that stage. I'm a performer. Yeah. I'm a performer. And I come from George Clinton. Yeah, I come man. from George Clinton. Yeah, I who's still Parliament. going to this day. That's right. I come from Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. That's what I proudly would tell everybody. I come from James Brown. Yeah. Those two individuals are the ones who did it for me. That's if you right. ever ask, why is he such a performer? Mm -hmm. That's because of James Brown and George Clinton. Yeah, if you ever have a chance to see Buckshot on stage, do that. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. That Absolutely. is because those two dudes. Now, one thing I do like about Boot Camp Click in general, and you and the whole crew, is that y'all know y'all hustlers y'all know how to make money but y'all take y'all money and you take your energy and you invest it back in the hood that's right if you go to Buckshot's Instagram you see him investing in stores and investing yeah, in yeah, neighborhood yeah, yeah, things yeah, I love it. Ah, it's super dope the challenge it's super dope <laughs> why do you feel like that's so important for you to do cause I love the challenge mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so addicted to challenge mm -hmm. and when people think that's where the greatness is found at <laughs> that, that the greatness is someone saying, no, you can't do that. And you like, watch me do it. Exactly. You know, when people think, you know, um, 
of a grocery store, mm -hmm. right? Shout out to Jada Kids, by the way, who mm -hmm. has this coffee. Yes. I love it. Good, yeah. And Styles, who has this juice. Yeah, pharmacy. Right. Pharmacy, pharmacy for, for life, life, juices for right. life. Oh, it's beautiful. Man. You know, Jada has coffee, yeah. man. These are the things that turn, this, these are the things that make me my world go around. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Because I got a lot of different things that I love challenge. I love when someone says, oh, you're so, you're just a rapper. Mm -hmm. You cannot be, or you're not supposed to be, or da-da-da. And then when people look for the success of those things to be attributed to numbers, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you're not Kanye West. You're not a billionaire known for... Blah, blah, blah. Right. So your projects are half-assed. So right. you can't complete the... Not knowing that these things are already kick-started and already moving into that. It's just that I'm not waiting. If I look out that window right now, I done seen about 10 people, all right? Maybe 15, 20 people. But I guarantee you that all 20 of those people aren't walking around going... Jordan 1s, Jordan 1s, Jordan 2, Jordan 1s. They're not robots. Each one of those people are, have a reason for wearing shoes, mm -hmm. practical shoes, and it's not the same as our culture and every other culture. So I want to make shoes for the world and make things for the world. Yes. And that's, that's the challenge. The challenge is, no, Buckshot, you can't. You can only make another who got the props again. Mm -hmm. I got you open Twice. Right. Open. Buck them down for the second time. Right. Still buck it. Still, Still buck them down. <laughs> you know, enter the stage one more time. Right. <laughs> and I don't mind, this, you know, the fact that I'm, I, I, I wear that champion belt and, I, and I, I wear it proudly. And I evolved that champion belt to the knife wonder green belt. Mm -hmm. I evolved that to the red belt with Tupac. Mm -hmm. making an album that if he was here, this shit would have been collected as one album with mm -hmm. Bitches Never Call You Bitch Again, Brothers at Arms, mm -hmm. you know, Soldiers at War, blah, blah, blah. These were all part of that yeah, album. Yeah, all part yeah. of that album. And I would wear those belts as different belts. Do you understand? Not, not as trying to just stay in one area and be like, you know, live off of this forever because it's like, nah. You know, this is who you're dealing with. You're dealing with Buckshot, mm -hmm. you know, um, and he, the word buck, like, you know, when the slave, they yep. say with Slave Master, you know, we got to buck break him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not listening, man, and buck break him. Mm -hmm. The horse is bucking, you know. Mm -hmm. He's rebelling, right? He's, he's not, well, that's right. what I am. That's I, right. I, I, I'm born to rebel. I'm born to go against the status quo. I love it. I'm mm. made for it. So anything that is the status quo and y'all raise me to it, believe me, I'm going to take it to a next level. And the world is better for it. Thank you for doing this show with us. Before you go, I just want to ask you to break down Unified Purpose Global because I feel like that encapsulates everything. Well, I appreciate even being in, you know, the space of of having me to have that opportunity to break that down um, because you, you know, Unified Purpose Global, a lot of people don't know that I, I am, I've been into tech. Mm -hmm. I'm, well, I'm in, I've been verbalizing that I'm into tech. Um, I'm high into tech. I'm high into the digital community. So a lot of people don't know that 3D mm -hmm. was actually ducked down digital. Mm -hmm. And then we went duck down distribution. distribution. Okay. So Duck Down Digital is basically was, was envisioned 
were two companies. Mm -hmm. Those were companies back then that we had created years ago because we knew that all of this new stuff was coming. Yeah. We knew that this stuff, we knew that you were not going to be able to stream a record soon. Mm -hmm. We knew that these records are not going to be put out those old ways anymore. Right. And we had to make a new way and a new foundation for people to do the things that they did. We work with you mm. on a distribution level, but what about the rest of the world mm -hmm. on the decentralized world? What about them? Should they always come to Buckshot? Mm -hmm. Should they all depend on Buckshot? No. So I just made a platform where they can just go themselves, put out the record, put out the project, and let the people judge it. Yeah. And that was risky for me. Because the traditional mind is, Buck, you're going to open up your own Spotify and let people start judging the records from there. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's only right. Mm -hmm. It's only right. Because if anybody judge you, it should be your people. Yeah. Or dictate your success. It should be the people that know you the best. Yeah. And that's why when people come to our platform, they're like, okay, I fucks with Duck Down. You know, I rock with what Duck Down doing. They're just leaving me alone. They le mm -hmm. They're letting me do me. Mm -hmm. And that was the most important thing. So, you know, Unified Purpose Global is basically bringing the whole world together on one platform to say, here's where you guys can work and 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 do your thing digitally for the future. And and once again, like again, thank you, right? Yes. Because we don't have the opportunity to be heard. That's the main thing. We got mm -hmm. ideas. We're great at creating things. We're great at making products. Projects, sneakers, mm -hmm. hoodies, hats, and so many different areas. But we don't have the voice mm -hmm. for it to be heard. And that that I appreciate, yeah. you know, you giving me the opportunity to have that voice to be heard on production. Because mm -hmm. it does make a difference when people get it from that level. Well, we love and appreciate you, brother. Straight from Crooklyn. I didn't get anybody in trouble today as, as well, right? Not yet. I did a good job. No, you did a good job. Give it up for Buckshot. I did a good job. I did a great job. Buckshot on the People's Party. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.